The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowds, I am the living bread that has come down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, And I have life because of the Father. So also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Seems like food and the Bible go together. So wherever we kind of find ourselves, there's always something to do with eating and drinking in the Bible. From Adam and Eve eating the famous apple to the other end of the story, Jesus with his disciples at the Last Supper, eating the bread and the wine of the Passover. And everything in between. Last week we heard about the prophet eating this little loaf of bread and then walking for 40 days and 40 nights. It seems to be just part of the Bible scene to have lots of eating and drinking going on. One of the most beautiful passages about food in the Bible is the one that we just heard from the book of Proverbs. It's a part of the Bible that is um, very, very late in the whole kind of Bible history story. It comes quite late, not so far actually before the time of Jesus. And it was a time when... um, when the people were, kind of the Jewish people were really big into, into kind of a little bit of Greek sort of, uh, philosophy and that sort of thing. So they take a little bit of that and they, 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 they find this beautiful image that they, they use for, for quite a while of wisdom. And it's not just wisdom like, like a, you know, a virtue that comes from having lived a long time. For them, wisdom is kind of like our version of the Holy Spirit, maybe a precursor to the Holy Spirit for the Jews before they knew there was a Holy Spirit. But wisdom is God's presence. Wisdom is God's grace. Wisdom is God's God's knowledge. Wisdom is is what helps people live a right life with God and with one another. And it, it's, it's depicted very often as a, as a beautiful woman, as a, as a lovely hostess, as someone who's always giving and giving and giving of herself to whomever comes by. 
And so in this evening's first reading from Proverbs, this beautiful woman, this beautiful gift, this grace from God, wisdom, with a capital W, has, has built her house, and she has set up her seven columns, and she has spread a beautiful table filled with, with fine wine and delicious meats and probably lots of vegetables, but not broccoli or, or Brussels sprouts, because those aren't very tasty, but, and then lovely fruits and everything like that. And it's this beautiful table that wisdom has spread, and then she invites anybody and everybody, no ticket needed, no invitation needed. You don't need to come with an engraved card. Just come on in and eat and drink and enjoy this beautiful repas which, which the God has given us to enjoy. And it's a beautiful symbol as she invites in those who are simple, those who are humble. Come and eat, whoever's passing by. We're not really talking here about meat and vegetables and fruit and, and fine wine that comes from the grape. You're talking about the grace of God, the love of God, the, the, the wonderful kindness and mercy of God. That's what that fruit and that meat and that beautiful table and that beautiful house that she has built represent. God's kindness, God's patience, God's mercy, God's graciousness to us whenever and we, we need it. And it's such a beautiful image that she's inviting anybody and everybody in to taste and see the goodness of God. That's wisdom. And you can kind of imagine that if if that's wisdom on one side, there must also be a foolishness on the other. Otherwise, it wouldn't make much sense. People have to choose, in a sense, between the two. Foolishness has a table, too. Foolishness has set her table, and I don't know how you want to picture it. I guess you could picture it with a lot of stuff. Empty liquor bottles or packages of cigarettes or whatever vice you want to depict. But it's not really those things that are, are depicted. It's, it's the kind of the higher sins of humanity. You know, the arrogance and the pride and the, the injustice and the, the harshness and the hardness of heart. That's what's over here. And, and that's what wisdom is trying to draw people away from. You know, don't go there. Don't, don't nourish yourself at that table because that table is death. Over here at God's table, there's life. There's love. There's grace. There's peace. There's joy. Come on in, everyone. Leave that other table behind. Well, you think it would be an easy choice to make, wouldn't you? But it's almost like she has to beg. Who knows how many people actually come over to her table, to her house, with the grace of God so so present and so easily accessible, rather than that other table filled with vice and arrogance and pride and injustice and hard-heartedness. But we see in John's Gospel, week after week during this, this passage in late summer, that he too is offering almost exactly what wisdom has on offer. The bread of life, the cup of salvation, food and drink that is the very presence and grace of God in our midst. And he too is saying, come and eat, come and drink. And in every one of these passages, 
You have, you know, the people who are standing by, probably not a few Pharisees mixed in, saying, what are you talking about? What is this stuff you're talking about? You know, we're good Jews and we don't know anything about what you're talking about. We'd prefer to go to the temple and kill a ram or or slaughter a dove and make a sacrifice to God with lots of smoke. No, we don't know what you're talking about. And Jesus repeats again, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about the bread of life. I'm talking about my body, my blood, my my gift of myself to you. Come and be with me. Come and eat and drink of this bread that gives life and joy and peace forever. And they're saying, nah, nah, nah. We don't want any of that. We're happy over here. We're happy over here in our confusion. We're happy over here in our ignorance. We're happy over here in our stupidity, in our arrogance, in our hard-heartedness. We don't want all that. And you scratch your head and you say, but why? It's so clear. It seems so obvious. Wisdom's table. Jesus' table. Life. Joy. Peace. Grace. God. The real God. The God who's with us. The God who loves us unto death. What could be so hard about choosing to eat at this table and enjoy the fruit of God's grace? Forever, rather than being grumbly and quarrely and mean and hard-hearted day in and day out. Poor us. I don't know. Why is it so hard for any of us, not just for the Jews in the first century, but for any of us, to make that simple decision to come in to be invited in, no ticket required, no fee to get in, no price, no door prizes, no pitches to donate after you've had your dessert, like at the galas. Here it's all free, and yet it's so hard for us. It's so hard for us human beings to walk in to sit down at this table and to enjoy the fruits of God's grace in our lives. I guess those quarrelsome Jews in John's Gospel were standing there with their arms crossed arguing with Jesus, refusing to get what he's talking about, refusing to accept the invitation to come and take of the bread of life and drink of the cup of salvation, to be one with him and allow him to be one with them. Maybe those guys are a a warning to us, a cautionary figure for us, to remind us that, that we too can kind of believe that we're good and holy but we can still be hard-hearted and cruel and mean and unjust and unfair and stupid, really, when it comes to the things of God and not choose the feast of life, not choose the feast of joy, not choose the feast of grace. And so these stories, in a way, are a One way, they're an invitation to us to come and eat and to drink, yes. 
But they're also reminded us that we have to be careful. Because eating and drinking at that other table, that table of cruelty, of meanness, of hard-heartedness, of gossip, of whatever, is so very, very easy to sit down upon. And to us, to us, Jesus continues to invite. Wisdom continues to invite us to leave that table behind and to come over to the table that has been set for us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, with the food and drink that is God's grace, God's peace, Indeed, God's love which lasts forever.